Hey, hey, Star Wars fans, it's Gary here from Spark of Rebellion, and we would love for you to listen to all of our brand new episodes when they land every single Saturday. Make sure you follow us on your podcast app of choice or pop over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. If you like the show and you want to support us, you can do that via our Patreon. Just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon and come and join our other patrons. And thank you so much for your continued support. Now, may the force be with you and on to this week's Spark of Rebellion. Hello there. Hello there and welcome to Spark of Rebellion. This is the Star Wars podcast which is out every single week for your listening pleasure. My name's Gary, one of your hosts on SOR as always and a bit of a rarity these days but we are in the Falcon together doing Star Wars news, talking Star Wars shiz, which is all good. Seems like at the minute it's a bit of a roller coaster, a bit of a musical chairs job. Who's it being a Falcon? Who's not? Is it both of them? Is it one of them? But we are back together this week. So for episode 131 we are both here how you doing buddy mr mark i'm all right dude thank you yeah it's been a little bit hectic hasn't it thanks for covering uh last week it's um i don't what was i doing last week what did i do was it just busy with work shit we had a very busy work week didn't we have you forgotten yeah, that? that we had a big big feature big uh, i don't know mate i'm always on to the next thing <laughs> you know what i mean that's why he doesn't sleep ah don't eat to as John Bon Jovi said, I'll sleep when I'm dead. And he's got COVID now, so let's hope that doesn't come true. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. It gets She's everyone. wheeled his bed of roses out, he's laid down mm. on it. She said, keep the faith, son. <laughs> and then she got five days into his isolation. She just came up to him and told Dorothy, she went, oh, we're halfway there. So five more days, and you yeah. can go out, keep the faith, son. And when you're back on your feet, careful going for a shower. Slippery when wet. Slippery when wet, but that's all right these days. We're all doing it, aren't we? Indeed. Come over here, yeah. have a hug, get in these arms, you little slag, Tonight. John Bond. Get well soon, though. <laughs> get well soon. It gets everyone at some point. It gets everyone. I'm just waiting till I get it, dude. I've been really good so far. Done everything that the government has told me to do. And it's fucking boring. It's Mostly. like... <laughs> just get it just get it it's um Kieran had it I had it and uh I know like so many people now that have got it compared to like during ac- the actual pandemic you know before when it was crazy lockdown and stuff which I suppose shows that it works but the um dude I'm so grateful for like being jabbed because it just got it was just a cold you know it wiped me out for maybe a, I don't know I had two hours of flu symptoms and Kieran was the same. Otherwise, like just a bad cold. And like, thank God I had the vaccination. Otherwise, I'd have just I don't know what have don't know what I'd have been like. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, sort of. I don't know how you feel about it, but I sort of felt like, well, I may as well just get it out of the way now. I did feel like that. Yeah, I felt like that very early on. I was um, off into London for a for a Doctor Who event promo thing, and it was in a cinema. And I was doing a live stream on the way there, and I thought. It's, you know, if I'm going to get it, there's worse. There's worse ways to get it. You know, going to a bit of a geek event and doing that stuff. And I was cool with it. I was just like, if I was going to get it, then, like you said, hopefully it's just a bad cold and you just rock and roll and mm. and get through it, man. But I'm I'm jabbed as well. So if it does happen, I'm hoping just for the one or two days worth of worth of feeling like crap, and then you're back on your feet, not look not looking shit like Bon Jovi. Yeah, <laughs> big air still in it. He's got the big air still. 
Rocking He's it. got the big air. What do you, when are you going to get your hair cut? There used to be a, uh, a club band, right, in the northeast of <laughs> England. And uh, great singer, the guy. And the, he's the father of a very famous pop star who is also a singer, right? Okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so he used to turn up. We played some gigs with him back in the day, like in the clubs, like, because we just used to do, you know, let the kids on. And um, he had this poster that he's still got now, which is from 30 years ago. Of him, like, with this big David Coverdale haircut and, like, his torso out and his chest out. And one of our mates, last time I saw him... Now, the guy is a para, this singer. He's a fucking former para, right? So you do not mess with him. One of our mates, drunkenly, 30 years, still using the same poster, torso out. One of our mates just went up to him and went, great singing, mate, but it's pretty clear to see why the top don't come off anymore. <laughs> and I was like, fuck me. Here we go. Here we go. Time to get a pint of Foster's. Yeah. One seventy-six a pint. Yes, please. Two. Oh, back in the <sighs> Mate. No, that dude, that was like four weeks ago. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was like four That's weeks ago. That's even funnier then. That's just yeah. like a, a month ago. <laughs> yeah. I said to him the next day, I said, do you, do you remember saying that? Nope. Right, right. Well, he seemed to take it pretty well in that you're not dead. Yeah, uh. <laughs> yeah, you're not a bloody mess on the floor with people looking at you from afar. Yeah. So yeah, oh Jesus! And I, I want to know where you're going to get a pint for one pound under two. Barnsley trades, mate. Barnsley, Barnsley trades. Oh, I could, the places I can take you for a pint. My local lib club's getting Moretti at under four quid a pint, and that's and that's dear. Yeah. Sam's dad, they get pissed off down at Sam's dad. Sam's dad's local club. Because it's three twenty for a pint of actual premium lager, like Star Praman or and they're kicking off. Going to town, it's five sixty. We paid seven pounds twenty in London the other day. Yeah, I was gonna say that. You were down in London recently and that's like proper Brexit prices, right? Oh god, yeah. honestly. There must not be any truck drivers because it's all gone up in price. They're all in there drinking. Just I was stick- like, what do you do, truck driver? What do you do, truck driver? What do you do, truck driver? <laughs> Are you not working? No need to. <laughs> oh. oh, I want to, but, you know. I would like to, but my documents have not been renewed. Uh, stick to the blue so, milk, mate. That's what I say. Stick yeah. to the blue milk. We've covered a lot in this first five minutes. We have. We should probably... Clarify. Our listeners probably thinking, all right, guys, tuned in. Welcome to, to the Brexit Bon Jovi cast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Another one to add to the list. Anyway, we've got some cool news to go through. We've got some book news. And then we've got quite a bit of upcoming Disney Plus casting bits and bobs to go through. Some to do with The Mandalorian, the Ahsoka Tano upcoming, some Andor stuff. And uh, if we get time, uh, yeah, we'll finish on some uh, uh, and some more of that uh, Asako stuff. Because there is the, the, the Ahsoka Tano, the Asako, the Asako, the Ahsoka, the Ahsoka Tano stuff. What's going on here then? Is, uh, it seems to be riding a wave at the moment. So we've got quite a few to get through. So let's crack on with the first one, which is the book news stuff. So Mark and I are big, sounds a bit, you know, a bit nerdy, but big bookworms. We're big, big bookworms, especially with Star Wars. The problem is, is that these books that have been announced have already been out. So this is a bit of a happy Christmas. So you what? Here's some books that you already own that we're going to bring out next April, April the 5th, no less. So this is from Del Rey, and they've said they've got four trade paperbacks coming from the Essentials Legends line. So if you spent your hard-earned cash previously on things like uh, 
Darth Plagueis, Dynasty of Evil, the Kenobi book, really good books. Then you're in luck because you can buy them again. So these are coming out. I, I imagine this is just the usual promo-y, marketing-y stuff where every couple of years they'll like recycle bits and bobs to to appeal to the people that have not read them before and brand new Star Wars fans and all that stuff. So out of the four, dude, the only one I've not read of these four is the Dynasty of Evil book, which I hear is quite good. But the other three, Kenobi, uh, Darth Plagueis and Wedge's Gamble, mm. already on the shelf, man. Not too bad, but any of these you've not read yet? Um, I've not read Wedge's Gamble or Dynasty of Evil. I'm just going through the old Heir to the Empire stuff. Um, the Throne, the original Throne trilogy stuff. Mm. Um, which is... Do you know what? I'm going to be controversial here. I don't think Thrones as good so far. I'm a book and a half in. I don't think Thrones as good in that trilogy as he is in the new stuff. Mm. Mm. Okay. So, no, I've not read those two. And I'll tell you for why very quickly. Because... If you you know you've seen Taken, yeah? Which one? Exactly, right? So you've seen Taken, and this yes. is the point. Yeah. No one expected that to be good. <laughs> Did they? Uh, Let's be honest. Yeah. No, they didn't. No one went, oh, Liam Neeson in a revenge film, that'll be good. Right? But he did that thing, got all badass, right? The other thing, John Wick. No one expected that to be good. Mm. But it was badass, right? So what they do is they find the bits that people like and do more of it. So like they shave the edges off the characters mm. and just focus on the bits that people respond to. And I feel like that's what they've done with Thrawn. Like in the, uh, the old original trilogy, it's like there was a few different facets to him. Like he was, he got angry quite often. He did, uh, he wasn't quite, he was tactically a genius, but not quite as savvy and subtle as he was in the later stuff. And it's sort of like the fans responded to these two or three different facets of his, his, his character so when they did the newer stuff, they went, right, that's the shit we're going to give them a lot more of, which is why they, the character sort of got refined and refined. Now, I know that's controversial, but to answer your question, yeah, I've not read Wedge's Gamble or Dynasty of Evil. Cheers. Controversial indeed. Yeah, I know, I know, yeah, I know, I know. Because those original Thrawn books are often revered as some of the best sort of expanded universe stuff material from the dark times, you know? Don't get me wrong, dude, mm. they are fantastic but the character of Thrawn, for me, and I, I'm just probably not far enough into it yet, the newer stuff, he's, he's just more intriguing. Yeah, I guess. There's probably a wider lens to look through nowadays, though, right? So back in the yeah. day when the original Thrawn stuff, it was a teeny-weeny, teeny-weeny yeah. you know, little bit of canon that you did have, which was like the films, and that was it. That is true, actually, dude, because yeah. it is very filmic. You can tell yeah. it's sort of like, it feels like Return of the Jedi reprise. Mm. You know, it feels like, it, it, it's a, yeah, you're totally right on that front, man. Definitely, definitely. Yes. The only benefit to these books now that Del Rey are putting out is the consistency with the with the design on the cover and the spines and stuff. So back in the day, this wasn't a bad thing, but back in the day, all the Legends books or the, the EU stuff, as it were, that all had very unique designs and everything was different. The logo was in a different place on everything and yeah, it was all good. But these ones are very uniform. So if you're, if OCD is your thing and you want to have everything consistent and uniform, then, then these are for you, man. So April next year, you'll be mm -hmm. able to pick those up. Right. Moving on to some, to some decent news. Uh, this was a kind of, um, a bit of a, a nothing until I remembered it was a big thing back in the, back in the day when the rise of Skywalker was in production and, the hype train was starting up and so on. So Doctor Who 
Mr. Matt Smith was saying that he was uh, cast as a character in The Rise of Skywalker. And everybody went nuts. It was like, oh, great. Because everybody likes Matt Smith. He was a very good Doctor Who. And some of the other things that he's been in, I don't want to pigeonhole him, but some of the other things that he's been in, like The Crown and so on, he's been very, very good. He's a really good actor. And uh, it was really weird because there was no announcement or anything that his part was cut, anything like that. It just faded away really quietly, which is very rare for Star Wars because normally when this thing happens or this type of thing happens, fans dig into it very, you know, they start looking at everyone's Twitter account and talking to Doomcock and everything. And before you know it, you've got 10, 10 posts about this stuff. But this seems to just fade quietly into the night. It's very weird. Didn't hear anything of it for ages. And then on a recent podcast, Matt Smith revealed that uh, he was definitely in talks with Disney and Lucasfilm to be in The Rise of Skywalker. And uh, apparently just didn't, didn't, didn't plan out. Didn't plan out, didn't pan out. For whatever reason, he doesn't go into too much detail about why. But one cool uh, little nugget of info on here is that uh, the role that he could have potentially played apparently was a really big thing. He goes on to say in this podcast that he couldn't possibly say exactly what the part was, but he said it was a, a pretty groovy thing. He said it was a groovy part and concept. It was big, uh, like a really big story detail, a transformative Star Wars story detail, but it never got over the line. It was a really big shift in the history of the franchise. Now that sounds, I don't know if he's embellished uh, embellished a little bit on that, but it does sound pretty epic, dude. Sounds like a big uh, potential character, but uh, at this point in the day, do we need anything else added into The Rise of Skywalker? Probably not. I know, right? Isn't it a killer? It's um, it's a funny old one, this, isn't it? Because it's, it's, um, it's sort of like, is it The Rise of Skywalker that we got? Is it was he cast in the film that became the Rise of Skywalker? But when he got to it, it was Duel of the Fates or the original stuff. Um, I saw a couple of other bits on this right online, and a lot of them kind of referenced this previous version of the movie that had the world between worlds in there, which I am almost sure we're going to see in the future. I think we're going to see it in Ahsoka, if I'm honest with you, um, or certainly reference to it, um, and. It's this kind of weird scenario in that I don't know if it would have been better or worse to start, you know, get time travel into Star Wars, but it would have given a lot of scope to do some stuff. And I saw someone saying, look, it could have been any one of these range of legends characters, any of the like, what we were talking about earlier, like any of the Air to the Empire stuff, any, just any of them, any of the, the extended use stuff. Or someone speculated that it would have been young Palpatine, a younger Palpatine. And I was like, fuck, actually. You know, if you look at him, he could have probably nailed that. Without any makeup. Yeah, could have, he could have probably smashed that out. Like, they could have literally just made him look a bit menacing, and he probably could have pulled that off, because he's kind of got that, you know, he's not got a small forehead. Interesting bone structure. Well, he's certainly got his look. Mm. And um, so, I don't know, it's, it's just, he's sort of one of those non-stories, but that, that kind of almost makes you a bit annoyed, even more at what we got, again. <laughs> yeah, I read you on that one, dude. It's like when you hear something that could have been, and then you think about it a bit more, and you think, actually, like you just said it, ah, oh, fuck, that would have been pretty sweet, pretty badass. And then you think forward to what we actually got, and it's like, mm, yeah. Yeah, cheers, Kath. Mm. Cheers for that, love. It's a funny one, isn't it, man? Like, what I, I was reading some more of that Rise of Skywalker stuff, and like... 
the original script being the final battle with Ray and Kylo Ren being on Mortis. You're like, fucking hell, what did they, what did they do? What did to they just, yeah. Like they had so much rich, of a rich tapestry of things that they could draw upon and they just created more shite to explain. You know what I mean? Yeah, I read you, dude. I think for me, uh, talking about things that could have been, the thing that would have been, just this half hour sequence would have been enough to carry the entire film is we should have, I know it was rumoured, but we should have had the force ghosts turning up at the end to help <sighs> Ray take on uh, Palps. You know, OAP Palps, it's clearly shouldn't have been in the film in the first place, but you know, having uh, Hayden Christian, because remember that rumor that was doing the rounds that was almost so solid confirmed you know, and it was, it was almost there because somebody had said that they'd seen him on set or they'd heard, heard a sound bite or something like that. You know, we could have had Obi, everyone Yoda turn up for me. That would have been the badass sequence. It would have been like, actually, yeah. If you ignore the first two thirds of the film, (laughs) Mm. that last third is you know with some films there's just that one bit or that one part of it that just carries it and it's just worth watching just for that Mm. that would that would have been it for me dude same man and we were all convinced that was going to happen and i'm still convinced they filmed some of that yeah still convinced they filmed some of it and uh i don't know man but i think matt smith he um you know he's he's got the kind of nerd brand equity that means he would have probably got away with playing anything in Star Wars. You know, it could have been a big top tier, you know, look at this, this is Darth Plagueis. Or it could have been like, oh, look, he's a stormtrooper. And everyone would have been fine with it because it's Matt Smith, you know, he's sort of all right. Um, But it's the fact that he's dropped that bomb. And yeah, it just frustrates me, man, because it's like, how often do you screw up such a big franchise and then you just keep hearing things coming out? It's almost like if they get Spider-Man wrong, if they get No Way Home wrong, you know, if, if Maguire and Garfield don't turn up, everyone's going to be like, you motherfuckers. You know what I mean? It's going to be that. Oh. <sighs> yeah, because that's one that's been, yeah, rumoured for over a year, I suppose, that those two are going to, fans going to lose their shit if they don't turn up. Trousers are coming off, mate, if they do. Yeah, I'll be that excited. Do you know the one thing? Uh, the, I mean, I think you can learn something from DC and Marvel when it comes to how to fix Star Wars as well. Um, which is very simple, really. Stick Michael Keaton in it. <laughs> Do you oh, know what I mean? Yeah, there you go. I saw him pop up in the Morbius trailer the other day. Yeah, he's Gets playing everywhere. the same guy from Spider-Man. Yeah, everywhere. He, he's playing Vulture. That was interesting, that trailer, because when it first came out, did you see... The Spider-Man graffiti. But it was Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Fuckers. That's it. They were planting the seed so far back, man. Fair play. Fair play. There you go, Kath. Some other people you have to hire as well now. That's how you do it. Have you seen the, not to digress, but have you seen the new Venom film? No, not yet, no. Get it or watch him. Watch the post-credits. Yeah, I've heard. Of, yeah, I've, please don't say, because I've done I'm really gonna, well at avoiding those spoilers right I'm now. I'm not going to tell you, am I? I'm not going to tell you. Okay, listener, just to put a timestamp on the spoiler, roughly 18 minutes, Mark is, is might do it. He's cheeky. I'm like not going to do it. You're not? Right. No. No spoilers. Piece of shit. Can't believe it. Can't believe that. We had to let him go in the end. He was rubbish. He was, he was Right. <laughs> Moving on. You seen the new uh, trailer for 
The Book of Boba Fett, dude. I assume you Of course have. I have. Silly question. Of course I bloody have. Silly question. A few bits to talk about. Let's spend a few minutes talking about that. Because there were some cool little nuggets and there's been loads of those deep dives and stuff and looking at Easter eggs and everything, as you would expect in the wake of that trailer landing. But first of all, do you think this is going to be a worthy watch? Because a lot of people were saying it's kind of spin-off territory and it's not going to be as good as The Mandalorian. A lot of other people were saying, well, this is actually going to be a bit of a hidden gem and might actually overtake The Mandalorian in terms of popularity and so on. Before we dive into the deets, do you like the look of it overall? You know, it's a funny one, isn't it? Like, I do like the look of it, but it didn't have that hit like The Mandalorian had for me. Do you know, it, it, I don't know, it sort of, I don't know what it was. It like felt like something was missing and I don't know what it was. And I, like, I couldn't put my finger on whether it was because there are no quote unquote big characters in it in that, you know, Boba Fett's the biggest character, but he's still like, we've not really seen that much of him. Should we get excited? But it was badass in the Mandalorian. So I've got that like conflict and it was like, well, it's nice to see Tamura Morrison with his with his uh, with his mask off, but it's so, that again that doesn't quite feel Boba Fett. Like, do I want an underworld series? You know, because we had all that talk about that a few years ago, and that game that was going to come, and you know, there's the War of the Bounty Hunters in the comics right now. Like, is that my own personal? Do I want more of that? I don't know. So I'd, I'm sure it's going to be great, man, because I'm I'm seeing this as like the Captain America Civil War of Star Wars TV in that it's like, you know, America, the Captain America Civil War was like Avengers 2.5. This is sort of like Mandalorian 2.5. And then you go back to Mando early next year, which, you know, probably mid next year, I would have thought. But I don't know. I think it'll be good. But there was something that just felt a little bit weird. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Similar thoughts. I think, um, yeah, I was hoping that the trailer was going to was going to blow me away, but it 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 did to a degree. But there, yeah, you're right. There was something missing. It felt a little bit like it felt like a combination of predictable and yeah, just something not right. I think that's probably because we just haven't seen enough of it. You know, I'm sure once we're in episode two or three, whatever, then it will start to unfold a little bit. But at the moment, it seems a little bit a little bit predictable. And I think looking at the bigger picture for me, now that we've seen Boba, now that we've seen him come back, maybe they've gone too fast, too quickly with it. Mm. Because the cool thing about Boba Fett was the mystery. That was the cool thing about it, as in, and that's twofold. So the first one is only seeing him a wee bit in the original trilogy. And then the second thing was um, him not dominating the Mandalorian series two so we've only had boba fett drip fed since we've known about his survival which is now canon and all that stuff so having like a full-blown tv series about him and everything kind of lifts the lid excuse the pun takes the, you know, mm-hmm. the lid off a little bit too much that's that's just my take on it anyway yeah so we'll see man but there's some uh, I, I looked at a few articles about uh, some deep dives into the trailer and there was one i, I, I have to have a bit of a, a giggle at den of geek denofgeek.com <laughs> the title of their post was uh, trailer breakdown and uh, star wars easter eggs and the first easter egg that we get to says tamira morrison as boba fett <laughs> so that's a real you have to really look hard for that easter egg that's one yeah and then the second Water is wet <laughs> yeah. and then the second one was ming na wen as fennec shand another 
another cryptic clue you had to to unravel. But anyway, um, they go on to say about you know Jabba's uh, palace makes an appearance, and will they rename Boba Fett's ship and all that shit that we have to uh, listen and watch through? Uh, but there's a couple of cool little things, ma- mainly the other aliens and characters that they threw into the trailer, which is quite cool. And uh, this seems a little bit prequely actually the way that they've done it just the the the, the array of you know in the prequel trilogy when they're on Naboo and they have the whole political um uh the treaty signing and the negotiations all that stuff there's all these aliens dotted around and you don't really know who they are or what's going on it has that kind of feel to it but the most interesting one were the were the monks that took over Jabba's palace when he died after he got wiped out by old slave layer doing the old uh, BDSM thing. But apparently they're called the um, the Bomar monks. So they used to live in the, the big palace before uh, Jabba took it over. He then got killed and they came back. And it looks like Boba Fett is letting them just uh, take it back and turn it back into a bit of a monastery, I suppose. And he's just letting them do their thing at the same time as him uh, sitting on the throne, the underworld criminal throne and and doing that stuff and then we've got um uh, another dude looks like a bit of a crime lord the Ithorian lord he looks like he's known boba fett from years ago doesn't quite buy his story about what he's up to and so on and then we've got some other ones we've got some clatoonians we've got some more twi'leks uh some tradotians and so on so a decent array of characters in a small little setting dude where i think is good so it all seems like the crux of the story is going to be that boba's back obviously and instead of um, him wanting to sort of control this crime syndicate, a lot of these characters think that he's just going to be back to his old bounty hunting ways and he's not taking it too seriously. So plenty of characters, do to chew the fat on. Yeah, that's true, man. It, it's, um, it's it, You're right, it's sort of which way they go with it. You know, they're looking to develop that character into, into a, you know, this way is not working, like the old Jack Teller, Sons of Anarchy kind of, you know, story arc. You know, let's figure this out in a different way. Or does he, you know, is he the, still the ruthless badass guy? And, you know, which actually probably would be more interesting to see. Um, but how much character development do you get with that? So I think that's a bit of a fine balance. And I, yeah, there's a couple of things in that Dene Geek thing I'm interested in, like the, the, the spot of the Tuscan, Tuscan Raiders in there and the implication that he spent a little bit of time with them because he's got a gaffy stick and he's got the robes on. And like, that would be interesting because we haven't seen much about them in new canon. Um you know, we've really not seen much about them in New Canon about you know their background and um, just how how they may react to like an outsider, but an outsider that's a bit of a bugger lugs, and you know what I mean. So there's a lot of there's a lot of interest there, but yeah, we'll just have to see, won't we? I can't honestly cannot decide whether I'm excited or apathetic about this, and I want to be excited, but then Cobra Kai's coming out around the same time. That is true, yeah. But I'll watch it. You know I'll watch it. We'll watch like, it, yeah. Instantly. Yeah. I think Cobra Kai is going to be amazing, you know, season four. Yeah, definitely. me too. Me but, too. Yeah, you're right, man. It's uh, it's definitely got that um, uh, kind of torn between, you know, as we're talking about it more, and I ask you that initial question about your overall feeling it all comes back to that kind of, yeah, it looks great and it sounds good, but there's always a but. It's like, but not sure how that's going to play out and how we're going to feel about that and stuff. But I love the Tuscan Raiders dude popping up. He's definitely got an association somehow uh, with those dudes. They probably nursed him back to health when he got his ass kicked by the Sarlacc mm. and, you know, all that jazz. And then just for, lastly on that, 
the um, the Gamerian guards are back, uh, mm. filling in their duties and stuff. I wonder if the Rancor's still, like a new Rancor's there underneath in the dungeon, because the old one was killed, wasn't he? Little baby Rancor. Because yeah. they had a, there was a Clone Wars episode about a little baby Rancor, wasn't there? That's a Yeah, get it back Soka to had to, uh, didn't she rescue it? Yeah. Didn't she take it back to Jabba, though? No, it wasn't Jabba, someone else. Nah, it was a different remember. Rancor, because I Googled it. Oh, you Google Jabba. I was like, is that the same Rancor? It looks like him. Yeah. Of course it does, because it's the same thing. Same species, isn't it? Is that the same horse? No, it's a different horse. It looks, looks like the same horse. Yeah, that's because horses look like horses. Idiot. Yeah. Well, how many legs have they got? Four. So it's the yeah. same. It's the same freaking horse, I guarantee it. Whatever. Or it's a different colour. Whatever. Well, light. Is it See a zebra ya. or a horse? See you later. So that's the Book of Boba Fett trailer. There isn't mm. any more to be. It's a bit of a... A lot of these articles are a bit clickbaity. All this Easter egg and breakdown and stuff. It really is just on the nose, face value Bollocks, stuff. There's it? nothing really uh, hidden away that you know, it's got uh, fandom talking too much. So that's a book of Boba Fett about Hang a month on. and a bit away. Sorry, go on. Here's a question for you. Got another one. You know, if they're getting into like legends and Thrawn and all that shite, do you, th- do you think there'll ever be a boy born that can swim? No. Do you think, um, they'll do like a Mara Jade thing and go back into the legends kind of Jabba's palace sort of mm. scenario there is, cause there's been talk about her coming back, hasn't there? Yeah, I don't think so, mate. I think they want to try and keep Luke as this sort of pure purist Jedi yeah. after discovering his Jedi powers, you know. Mm. I think that's kind of... I, there isn't enough time, I don't think, to, to bring her into the canon storyline either. Not Be- through that anyway. No. Uh, one of the stories, actually, that we've got coming up... Let's jump to that one now because you make a good point. Is that... With the upcoming Ahsoka show that's on the cards, uh, one of the things that um, fans are hoping that the storyline is going to lead into is that whole Luke Skywalker at the start of his rebuilding the Jedi Order and having all of his Padawans knocking around, one of them being Ben Solo and so on. So, um, uh, yeah, that's an interesting one because if they go down that road where it's all about Luke going to get Grogu and then he's back off to the Jedi temple and he's going to rebuild the order and all that stuff happening. And then he gets, uh, he goes into hiding over at uh, that Island in Ireland somewhere um, <laughs> that doesn't need, that doesn't leave enough room for him to get busy and have a relationship and a marriage and go on all the adventures mm. that he did with Mara Jade, you know? So I think that's a bit tight on the old timeline. If they're mm. going to, you know, I think it's a great idea because it sh- it would show a more human side to Luke rather than, you know, because he went from farm boy dude, which is very human and, uh, you know, and then he went off to be a Jedi and that was it. It's just like, mm. it's like when somebody, you know, finds religion and goes off and joins the church, you know, it's like that's all they're about from that point on. So mm. uh, that in itself is not a bad thing, but it would be good to see a more, a more open human side to Luke. But yeah, that story, um, uh, basically they're hoping that the timeline matches up so that uh, because this all leads, uh, all, this has all come from um, the recent casting announcement of um, Hayden Christensen, Christensen, Christensen being in uh, the Ahsoka series, mm. and everyone's saying, "Oh, this is going to be flashbacks and all that stuff," and and the time and stuff. So, first of all, 
Uh, you're happy that Hayden's back doing not just um, the Kenobi series is in the Ahsoka mm. series. And what do you think about that timeline matchup? People are hoping that it will transition nicely into that, uh, possibly getting a, an animated series or a Disney Plus around Luke rebuilding the order. I think it's good that, that Aiden Christensen's back. Like, if you are Aiden Christensen, you are pissed about what you got dealt. You know what I mean? <laughs> you just yeah. want another swing at it, don't you? It's like Rocky Balboa's like, I just feel like I've got some other things in the basement. You're like, oh, if I can get them out then. You know, go what to a circle. Hey, yo, what favor? Ain't all about how, you, how hard you get hit. Well, it sort of is, though, isn't it? Because it really fucking hurts, man. You know it what I mean? Sense. If I get hit by a bus, I'm not getting back up, am I, Rocky? So good logic, flawed in a way, is what I'd have said to him. Regardless, Christiansen, he wants another swing at this, surely to God. Um, so I think it's good that he's showing up in Obi-Wan and Ahsoka because I, there's so much resolution and interesting character resolution that can happen. Like just the conversations that these characters could have will be enough to send fandom absolutely batshit. Um, because they never got, especially the Ahsoka relationship, they never got that. They never got to see that. And, you know, Ahsoka became such a pivotal character after Revenge of the Sith came out. So he'd already fallen. So there was only, it was like it's like watching Titanic. You got to just get to the sinking at some point, you know? You always had to get to Vader. So to be, to be able to resolve that after the fact, and then, you know, she was pulled out of the world between worlds by Ezra just before he killed her, um... There's a lot of resolution to happen. So I like that he's there. I do think that that's going to be really interesting. I I do think it'll be a forced ghost as well. I do. I don't think it's just going to be flashbacks. I think you'll see Vader in the back to tank in Obi-Wan. I do. But I think we're going to get a bit of forced ghosty going on here. Um, yeah. I think that that will be interesting because, you know, why, why would you not? You know, the, why would you not? It's, it's almost too good a chance to miss. And then to the point about the timelines, I mean, dude, the timeline clearly syncs up. The timeline clearly syncs up. You know, it's, it's, we know when a circus set or we know when a circus showed up and it was going to be a springing off point, which it leads to another story in a minute. And then we know that, you know, Luke's Jedi training started around this time as he got it now. I don't know, but Ben Solo, I think started when he was around five or six years old, which he is now in Canon at this time. So I think it's, I think it, I think it does tie up dude. Um, and what better way for Luke to become a fully fledged Jedi than to learn from Yoda, Obi-Wan and, 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 and Anakin, you know, um, yeah. Sort of a no-brainer. Whether it'll happen or not, I don't know. But do you think, do you think, oh, we've, we've talked about this before, but now that Hayden Christensen has been cast and it's almost confirmed, back to that question that we, we talked about before, do you think Ahsoka will meet Luke? I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it, it just feels like that's what they're, they're kind of leading up to. I think if he, didn't, if he didn't pop up at the end of Mando Series 2, then I'd probably say mm, it's a slim chance just around the, the production difficulties and whatnot. But the fact that they mostly pulled that off uh, at the end of Mando, I would say, yeah, I think it is a, a sure bet because there's so much you can do with that interaction between those two. And now that we've got the things that you were just talking about 
that they can do with Vader or mm. or Anakin, whatever it's stuff. It, it it all it, it's a really good way if they ever, if they ever wanted to try and join those two or a few things like that together. This is surely the best opportunity they've got. Like you said, yeah. some of it's a no brainer. Why would you not do it? Having said that, we said a lot of this stuff with the Rise of Skywalker when we heard those casting announcements and those rumours about the Force ghosts and and all that stuff. We said then, you know, this is going to be amazing. Why would you not do that? It's like such a no-brainer that that would be mm. the most badass thing that you would ever see. And then it just transpires that, yeah, Disney thought that wasn't an obvious thing to do. <laughs> it wouldn't be that badass. So who knows? You never know. But I, I, I think it would be, man. I think it's like a long-term plan. I think probably not anytime soon, but over the next however many seasons of these shows, over the next two or three years, yeah, they'll coalesce into a into a big, big cross-event thing that people yeah. love these days, you know? I agree, man. And, and, and let's be honest, Aiden Christensen is going to be more expensive than an, an anonymous person wearing a Darth Vader suit. Oh, yeah. So why yeah. would you bother getting him back? Mm-hmm. If you're not going to show Anakin, why would you? Be? I mean, the Obi-Wan series alone has got so much ground to cover. Well, speaking of which, breaking news. Dun, dun, dun. Well, it's not breaking news. Kieran's just sent me it. And uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer and or footage and more Disney Plus Day rumours from comicbook.com. Speculation that on Disney Plus Day, which is uh, it should be coming up in uh, December, they reckon. Oh, no, actually, no. I'm lying to you. November 12th. So next Friday, um, they reckon that uh, we might get a little bit of teaser footage from Andor and Obi-Wan Kenobi, which I reckon sounds about right. I reckon Kenobi's probably going to be out middle of the year next year. Yeah, we could get a tasty little teaser. 30-second job. Yeah, I reckon so. Nothing more in-depth than that. Because they're definitely doing a Boba Fett special thing. Yeah. For that day already. So we're getting some some Star Warsy stuff. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, man. Because I think, uh, yeah, principal, all the filming's done, right? Because we had that story we spoke about a few weeks ago where all the actors were like, yeah, we've wrapped, we've wrapped, everything's done, everything's done. So, yeah, plenty of time for them to put together a little teaser, mm. for sure. That'd be wicked. Really looking forward to Kenobi, man. Like, big yeah, time. Yeah, same, 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 big same. Time. Right, last story then. Going to fast forward a little bit. Uh, or actually backtrack, because I've skipped all a couple of stories. Um, Gina Carano. Essentially, there's been a few stories, but we haven't got, this is not a Doomcock thing or anything mm-hmm. like that, but it is one of those weird, according to insider sources thing, uh, breaking news, uh, not. But there's uh, some rumours that she's not going to be back for The Mandalorian Season 3, which we know is in production and filming at the moment. But apparently, she's coming back for Season 4. And there's been a few people that have gone on Twitter and said, yo, I've heard in a rumour that you're back for season four. I hope this is true. Uh, there's one dude, uh, Jason Tallman. It's like, I read today you may be in The Mandalorian season four. Hope it is true. Any truth to this? Message me. <laughs> yeah, just hit me up. Let me know. Because you'd obviously let that stuff go out publicly. Uh, and there's been loads of tweets saying, yeah, would love you to be back. Love you to be back. All the rest of it. Uh, and then there's some haters and stuff that's saying nah, she shouldn't she shouldn't come back. Uh, I'm not buying this, dude. She went she went and did that whole big interview thing with what's his face on YouTube, and uh, she's basically saying like she was treated so badly and so awfully. She seems like the sort of person that would not just at the flip of a coin be like, oh, actually, I've changed my mind on all that now. I'd love to come back and do more Star Wars as uh, uh, in the Mandalorian season four. So I'm not buying this one. But what do you reckon? Nugget of truth or not? It's a tough one, man. I think first up, money talks. 
You reckon? Yeah, I mean, that's a fact of life. You know, if you're a working actor that's, you know, you, with all respect to Gina Karen, I thought she was good in the Mando, but she's not, she's not A-list, is she? It's not, people aren't sticking her in, you know, starring roles on, on, on the big silver screen, you know, so I, I, money does talk and to be associated again with the halo effect of Star Wars and, and, and the almost like that goodwill that you get on return just by being able to swat, sort of say, well, I swallowed that kind of pride and, and returned, you know, uh, I, I think there's a, there's a, certainly a PR play for any actor mm, to do yeah. that as well as the payday. I think personally, the bigger issue, which is probably, which is maybe circumvented by something else I'll mention in a second, but I think the bigger issue is a company like Disney are not known for going back on their stance. You know, I, I just don't see that they would, because what do you do? You, you know, the, you, 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 they got lambasted for cancel culture and then they go back on it. They'll get, they'll just get lambasted by the other side that agreed with the cancellation of Gina Carano. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I have no idea how you even navigate that as a, as a corporate. Um, Tricky. Yeah, it is. It is. The only caveat to that is if there's some truth to this, is that John Favreau, if, if this is the truth that John Favreau is going to bat to quote the article, for Carano. I would posit that Favreau probably does have enough power to swindle a change of mind. I just, I don't think there are many people that could, but I think he's maybe one of them. Yeah, you're probably right on that, dude. In terms of him having a bit of clout, you know. Yeah. Because he's such a great director and storyteller. And, uh, yeah, maybe him and Filoni, if they tag team old Kath, brought her a cup of tea, a couple of digestives, sat her down, sweet talked to her, she'd be all right. I don't know. Yeah, I just think twofold. Like Disney very rarely go back and say, actually, we've changed our minds, we're going to do this. And she was so cutting in that interview as well. Yeah. Like that wound was deep, man, you could tell. So I, I think from her own principles and her own... I don't know. It just feels like that'd be such a, all of her fans that thought like, you know, she had an ounce of, of dignity about her and self, self belief and everything. They'd be like, Oh, so you didn't really mean much of that then. Exactly. As you said, because a bit of money has been like a bit of, you know, Floyd Mayweather action going on. Bit of bunts. Bit of bunts. Yeah. So anyway, we'll see on that one. That's a bit of a a ways away because that's, you know, as we said, that's going to be some serious for potentially stuff that's going to, pan out so we'll let you guys know so i think we'll wrap there dude for episode 131 love being back talking star wars as always uh, we'll let you know if uh, anything pans out of any of these rumours and so on it's fascinating of, of course talking about all the Star Wars news as always and uh, let us know if you're interested in any of those books hit us up on the socials we're on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Instagram and forward slash Twitter let us know what you think over there remember to follow this show in whatever podcast app you get your podcast on just do a search for Spark of Rebellion or pop over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen that'll take you off to all of those podcast apps and you can uh, fill your ears with some Star Wars goodness uh, it's been great chatting as always dude 
always a pleasure, my man. Thanks for covering last week again. It was a bit nuts, wasn't it? Um, but uh, no, I appreciate it, man. And it's yeah, it's always good to chat. This is like my uh, this is like a nice way to wind down the week. Do you know what I mean? Finish up a Friday recording this little bad boy. Uh, so yeah, see you next week. We should be around, I reckon, for the next few weeks uh, together. Um, I am off work next week, which is funny. But I'm off uh, next Friday. So... Well, oh, well, we're both off next th- Friday, so let's just record another day. Of course, I was going to say, you'll still get us next week. Easy, isn't it? So, or I can do yeah. a solo, whatevs, whatevs. But, you know, and then, uh, yeah, I think we're all good, man, for a while. So look at that. Good Sexy time. All good, yeah. That's been good chatting, dude. And lastly, just to finish up, I want to say a big thanks to our current patrons uh, who support our show. You can do the same. If you like the show, head over to sparkrebellion.com forward slash Patreon. Everything that we get through that, we invest back in the show, new equipment, content, all of that stuff. So, uh, yes, thank you very much to our current patrons. And, uh, right, until next week, stay safe, stay healthy. We'll see you next time. And may the force be with you always. <laughs>